Welcome and thank you for joining us today at Morehouse College, the podcast. I'm Jose Malabo, Vice President of Marketing Communications, and I have a really, really cool guest today uh, joining me, my colleague and friend, Dr. TJ Snowden. You know, when I first met you, true story, you were just this guy in the corner of the boardroom that later was introduced to us as the president's intern. And now, you know, in the interim, the last two years, you went and got a, got a doctorate. Yeah. Um, now we got to call you Dr. Snowden. Oh. Now you're running, now you're running for admissions for one of the most storied, uh, HBCUs in the country. Big change over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, you know, thanks for having me, Jose. And you know, this, this is a great opportunity. I, I remember, you know, being the, I was the special assistant to the president. It was intern on paper, but if you looked at my business card, which I still have a couple of those, I was the special assistant to the president uh, of Morehouse College. And I, I, I ran with it, man. And so I, I tell the story is that when people ask, you know, how long have you been affiliated with Morehouse? A total of two and a half years, but officially a paid employee for over a year and a half because I was not paid in any dollars and cents, but the the experiences that I had uh, as the assistant, special assistant to the president, uh, Dr. David A. Thomas, uh, I couldn't I couldn't ask for a better experience. He was the only, so a part of my doctoral program, you know, the last year I had to have an internship and I had been pushing my professors like, hey, I wanna be a college president. I, that is what I wanna do. That is what I, all my research is on. Like, you know, I'm going to do this. And so literally I emailed, a cold email, a couple of presidents, Two in, two in particular in the in the, the metro Atlanta area, Dr. Thomas was the only one who answered my email, and he was just like, "Hey, you know, I, he, he was just in the just in you know got into this role of the president for maybe a few months, not not even a year, and he was just like, you know, let let's do it, like come on on, let's let's interview, and you know, oddly enough, and and, and he probably would say something different is that I bought his book, his first book, right um, right before maybe a couple of months before I got this interview, it was just something I wanted to read. It was interesting. It was about, you know, uh, people or people of color in, uh, in executive level positions, just kind of moving up and what that trajectory looked like. And it was, I thought it was just a great read. And I had been, you know, in the process or in the, the mindset of reading academic work uh, for a number of years. And even though the book is probably what, 20 years old, it's still pretty relevant to today. And so, why not learn from someone who is a, a who's a leader in this field, especially when we're talking about, you know, increasing uh, diversity in the C-suites. And so, you know, I, I had spent a great, a great year under Dr. Thomas and got to meet great folks like yourself who knew that you would end up being my boss, but a really great colleague and friend, um, you know, and so I, I can't thank Dr. Thomas enough uh, and, and, and the previous VP of enrollment management, Terrence Dixon, I can't thank those guys enough for, you know, putting me in this position. And, and for the last year and a half, it has been a great experience, challenging because of the, you know, the, uh, the historical aura, the, 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 the brand that Morehouse, you know, has been known to deliver and has delivered for the, more than 150 years to the public. Uh, and just being able to kind of take that and, and continue to uh, increase uh, its presence in the higher ed space, as well as uh, recruit the next level of, of students who are going to come to Morehouse and be a part of this great legacy that we've, that we've done for so long. 
Yeah, so it's been, it's really been cool to see you kind of, you know, um, move through the organization and up to the position you're in. You should have just told me I'd have got you, you know, Dr. Thomas's book for free. I saved you like 30 or 40 bucks. <laughs> don't, don't tell him I said that, but oh, uh, yeah. I, I got a copy of it for free. So, um, you know, so I, you know, we talk about, you and I talk about this all the time um, in our work together. And that is you were brought in and, and, you know, this is before COVID, I think we have one of the most unique challenges uh, in all of higher education and perhaps um, outside higher education in terms of recruitment or, you know, if you want to talk about a corporate wise, a sales approach, right? right. Um, you are going after a very, very, you know, narrow part of the overall market. Um, like, how do you think about that now a year into it? And then like within the lens of before COVID and then outside of, inside of COVID, like what have you seen change? You know, so one of the great parts about being at Morehouse and it being such a, being a much smaller operation than what I had, you know, worked at previously, you know, it is, it, it gives you the opportunity to kind of get on the ground floor, uh, even as a director, right? You know, so I, I can tell you, I've been to a couple classrooms and done some classroom visits and done, you know, done a number of, um, you know, currently in this space now, since we, we're not traveling, you know, a number of Zoom, you know, calls and visits with, uh, with counselors and students and parents as well. And like, it gives you a different type of perspective, whereas, you know, you think about a director and there's this ivory tower that we're sitting in and we're saying, hey, recruiters and everybody else that, you know, that you kind of lord over for lack of a better word, uh, go out and do these things where, you know, here we're, we're all doing it. It's all hands on deck. And so, it makes me think back to, you know, my own experience when I was going to, when I started the college process and, you know, just kind of all the things that went into it and just knowing like, what were the pitfalls? What were the things that I missed or my parents missed during the, the, um, the, the, I wouldn't say recruitment period, but just thinking about college, right? You know, I was, you know, valedictorian in my high school class. And it, mind you, it was a very small, very, very small class. But, you know, the idea was that, um, you know, me being in a position that I was in, counselors, they were focusing on some other students because they knew like, hey, he's got it, his, you know, his mom or his parents, they're engaged in the process. And so we don't have to worry about him. If he goes and stays in state, he'll be great. He won't have any, you know, he'll have the state scholarship that'll kind of push him through. But my head, in my head, I was like, I'm leaving Louisiana on first train smoking because, you know, I'm from one of those places, man, where if, you know, if you don't leave by a certain age, you might not ever leave. And so it was just my thought process to go and, and do something different. And so, and that's some of the things that I encourage some of the kids that aren't from Georgia that we, you know, actually recruit because we recruit everywhere. There's just not a, just one hotbed for us. Like we are national. And so when I talk to those students, I'm like, hey, you know what, think about it from this perspective and what the exposure to a very um, cosmopolitan place like Atlanta uh, will, will, will get you and kind of, and, and, and Morehouse is literally just the, 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 the tip of the iceberg uh, when you think about the access to a large network of, you know, very well-rounded and very successful individuals who can help you kind of get from anywhere. It, I tell students now, it's a springboard, right? You know, it is a, it is just a launching pad for, you know, your, 
your career as well as your you know personal pursuits um, because it, this place can take you anywhere. Um, and, and, the, and the great part about it is great in the sense that you know you can only get this type of experience once, right? We don't have a uh, we don't have a, a professional school like some of the other larger state institutions here, or any uh, institutes across the country. You know, we're undergrad, folks straight focus on undergrad. You can only get it once. And so, you know, but what we do know is that anywhere you go in the country, like the Morehouse name means something. It means something in somebody's classroom. It means something in somebody's boardroom. And so, uh, you know, when you when you see that on a resume or you see it on an application, like you you people are more than likely going to take that seriously because they know what we do here, and then they've had an experience with a you know a student or an alum uh, before that it's like, man, I want to go back and get that same type of you know young man coming from this place where there's you know a a hard charging individual who wants to be successful and make. Uh, and make a dent in this world. So, yeah, it's I, so true. I, yeah, it's so true. I mean, my first, I don't know, six months here, you know, I put on uh, Morehouse gear and be out in the airport or something um, on the West Coast, and people would stop me to talk to me. And uh, it was different than if I was wearing another employer's, you know, gear. Um, it was amazing the respect, uh, just the immediate sort of wow, there's something there, right? And it, it was unique in having worked 25, 30 years in other places, how, how that, that name does open doors. And it's, it's fascinating. And you're right, I think. But I will tell you this, though. I don't, I'm, Louisiana is one of the few states I've not been in, so I don't know what kind of town you grew up in. But I grew up in New York, and I felt the same way. I got, I was like, I cannot wait to get out of my hometown. So right. it's not just whatever, you know, town you're in in Louisiana. I think 17, 18 year old guys are like, I got to do something other than what my high school sort of definition was. So I, I think that's true. Um, but I think, you know, you were around, you know, nine months ago. And when the thing, the pandemic was happening in Asia and starting to really become an international issue and we pulled the plug quickly. I was in those meetings within the AUC and here at Morehouse and it went quick, right? It was like, hey, this is on the radar, it's January. And then by March, it was like, clear the campus, go home. Um, like, what have you, I know the answer to this, but people don't know. What have you had to do to kind of adjust to that? Because it wasn't like we gave anybody any heads up. It was, we made the call on, I think, March 15th. We evacuated on the 18th. Right. Right. Yeah, it, it has been a it has been a real transition, to be honest with you. One of the things that, you know, as I was, you know, working as a, the assistant to the president, right, I was also working a full time job. So I was an intern in addition to working remotely. And so I had had the opportunity to do that uh, for about three years. And, you know, so transitioning to this this type of space again wasn't wasn't hard for me, but for, you know, in, in general higher education, like this was not how we were recruiting students. We were going in the classroom, we were going to large conferences and large co college fairs where we were 
actively, you know, seeing students. I, I, I tell you, I, I kid you not, it was, it was essentially shaking hands and kissing babies. I mean, because <laughs> it was just, it was, a, it was almost like a meat market, man. You would have your posters, or you would have your, 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 your boards and stuff up. You'd have your swag out. Kids come in, counselors come in, parents come in. They pick whatever they need to pick up. They ask you a couple questions, and you know, and depending upon how you know, how interested students were in, in the school, you could have a long line or you can have a really, really short line. And so, you know, so, but you were talking to hundreds of kids in a day and now, you know, we, we don't have that because they're, especially when, definitely when we started, but even still now, you don't have that because there is a fear that this, this pandemic, it's something we can't see, right? And so, you know, how it is transmitted and we're still learning from the science and, and you know, I'm thankful for, you know, our emergency management team who uh, put some things in place to help move us off quicker uh, than any school in the country. Um, I think that it is, you know, it's just safe, it's just safety, right? We don't know what we don't know. And because we are a, such a smaller campus, you know, we need to get our students in a, uh, we need to get our we need to get our students in, in 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 as best of a position to to be able to one be safe, uh, you know, physically, but also emotionally, and as well as being able to continue to be um, college students and still give them some semblance. So yeah, we took a couple of we took a couple of weeks off and we tried to figure out like what is the next step going to be? How is Morehouse going to, you know, continue to make this train move and being able to pivot where we can have 99% of the faculty be able to teach online classes when prior to, we probably had what, maybe 10 classes, if that, that were online. And so now, you know, we're able to, to, to be like some, of our, like some of our counterparts and provide that type of instruction to uh, our students uh, so that they don't get behind, right? Because, you know, they're already on this trajectory, like, oh yeah, you know, in four years or five years, depending on what the program is, I got to, I got to get what I got to get and get out of here. Right. You know, but, you know, with that, with some type of disruption or with the type of disruption that COVID caused, I think it helped definitely push Morehouse to a new level of thinking like, hey, we can still provide this type of service to our students or to future students in a uh, in a different with, with a different type of delivery. Right. Online right. instruction. And right. so I think that is just a really I think that was just a great job by, by the leadership. I think that uh, this will certainly, you know, make Morehouse more attractive as we try, as we, you know, grow in, in, uh, in the marketplace in the next few years. And, you know, hopefully we'll be able to, to provide or continue to provide um, a number of options for students to receive instruction from, uh, from the college. Yeah, so I, I'm on that emergency management team. I was, it was, uh, as you were talking, I was kind of having flashbacks into some of those meetings. And I think uh, the decision to do that was really obvious at the time. Um, the upheaval was something I just never could have in all my time working inside and outside of higher education, how unbelievably complicated it was to do that. Um, so but the decision to do it was, was a no-brainer in my opinion. But I'm really curious though, because we have a couple more minutes before we go into some of the specifics on what you're doing in admissions in terms of like, what are things that people haven't seen or don't notice that you've done to manage your team differently? Because 
not only did it COVID happen this summer, right? The, the, uh, the downturn that comes with that, the uncertainty that that um, uh, creates within families who are planning to send their students into colleges becomes a bigger deal. High schools aren't giving tests anymore so that overall, you know, sort of recruitment and application cycle got disrupted, not just whether schools like us are physically in buildings, right? Sure. So I think that, so what we did once we just kind of got out of the fog of like this thing being such a, such a novel, uh, and that's, that's no pun intended, but you know, such, such a, uh, such a, such a novel occurrence, right? It was, you know, as far as my team is concerned, like we, uh, we sent everybody home. The college provided everyone with uh, with laptops and and access to to have these types of discussions on Zoom or through Microsoft Teams and other platforms, so that we can continue to do the work that we set out to do. And we've actually done, uh, I think, pretty well considering uh, all things considered, and not being able to have that opportunity to go into classrooms. Uh, we restructured the Office of Admissions and Recruitment to where uh, we we put our our current uh, team members in a place to uh, to use their skill to, to use their best skills uh, to be able to help make this uh, this 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 transition a bit more seamless. Right, when we were in the office. We were we all had our particular titles, but they but the operations and stuff that we had were more general. And so we were just, everybody just kind of had their hands in some of everything. But now you know there are more uh, specialized components of the office of admissions, and so you know, we, uh, we have folks who will focus on a certain area. And so it is, instead of just uh, on-campus um, recruitment and uh, events, there's now a family and student care uh, manager who, who will handle some of the enrollment parts, right? So in addition to helping students get, um, uh, get access to their, uh, their admissions decisions and, and different portals that students need to, to find one that they got in or what their acceptance uh, status is, but also help move them through the enrollment process as well and being able to access uh, certain platforms to pay commitment deposits and get more information about uh, registering for classes and, and the like, uh, in addition to housing. Uh, but then we still have our general recruiters who I love it. I love what they do. The jacks of essentially jacks of all trades, man. And they are really they're they're all over the country, big swaths of the country recruiting uh, students to come to Morehouse. And in addition to something that's it's not necessarily new, but now we also have a more focused area, a, a, a recruiter, if you will, who focuses specifically on the transfer student population, right? And I think that is going to be very. Um, beneficial for us as well as you know we continue to talk more about college affordability but also being able to recruit students to uh to morehouse that are that are ready to to jump in and have a, have that type of life experience and in school experience as well to be successful to help us improve some of the things like our four and six year graduation rates yeah so those are those are huge shifts i mean i we joke a lot um, with each other and friends I have outside of higher ed, you know, nothing like a amazing um, global pandemic to really be an impetus for innovation, but that's kind of what it forces to do, right? We have reinvented 
the school's sort of delivery model for education and then the way you go to market for recruitment and marketing, um, you know, for all the, the downside of this pandemic, it really was a, a quite a lightning rod for making the whole sector kind of, you know, respond to it and be in a different, better space. Um, because what you were describing earlier, you know, uh, kissing babies and uh, I forgot what you said, hugging Shaking babies. hands and kissing babies. <laughs> you know, even that, even that is, is sort of dated, you know, it's hard to do that in today's world with travel costs and, and et cetera. And, and all the, yep. the uh, upheaval of traveling all over to all those markets we're talking about. But you know, the even, last couple, was that? I was, I was going to say, even just kind of add on what you're saying about, you know, COVID being this disruption and in, in how we deliver, you know, our product, man. I'm, I'm, one of the things I, I was talking to some students about, you know, and parents, and I like to, when I, when I have these opportunities, I definitely like to be candid and, and kind of give them, you know, hey, this is this is what it is, right? I cannot, you know, give you the smoke and mirrors because you can walk outside and, you know, there's no smoke and mirrors. What you see is what you get. But what I tell students is like, you know, this has given us, COVID has kind of given us the opportunity to really just kind of level up with a number of, you know, our, you know, peer institutions across the country, but some of the larger state schools as well in terms of how we deliver, you know, content and, 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 and instruction to our students, you know, because there may be students and there are students, not maybe, there are students that come from, you know, places where, or schools where they have smart boards in the classroom and they have access to the, you know, the tablets and, you know, we're not looking at books anymore, right? Now, mind you, I love a book. I, I got, I have hundreds of books at home, right? And I kid you not, I probably ordered 50 books during the pandemic. My wife thinks I'm crazy, but I just like books. And so, you know, we don't, we're not opening books anymore, right? We are looking at things on our phones and on our tablets. And, you know, now that we have done that, uh, now that COVID has kind of jumped in and said, hey, this is, you know, I'm going to switch things around. We, you guys have, if in order to stay relevant, in order to stay open, right? You have to level up, right? And so, and I, and so what I think was a great part about, you know, having battled COVID. The first part is when we put together a partnership with Microsoft to get um, uh, the, the, the Surface tablets, right? And being able to provide those tablets to our students to help bridge this, um, this, uh, this divide or this digital right. divide between our, between our students because we know that one, the population of students who, the larger population of students that come to Morehouse there is going to be that divide. It is, it is, and it's wide. And luckily we were able to, to, to secure enough uh, computers to, to furnish most, if not all the incoming freshman class to be able to have, for them to be able to have tablets to get onto the platforms that would allow them to have some semblance of a regular, you know, freshman gear. Uh, and, and that went over great. I think as we move forward into, you know, this next post-COVID Morehouse, finding additional opportunities for us to, to be able to, uh, to help students further close that gap, whether they come on campus or whether they don't, I think that it is, uh, it's certainly going to, to help our students, especially the ones that, that, that see Morehouse as this uh, this beacon, this aspirational place that, you know, they come and, and, and become their best selves or find their best selves. And so 
I think it's uh, I think there's a great opportunity here for us. I think we just have to continue to to capitalize on what opportunities are, are available uh, to us. And so, you know, we'll see where it goes. I'm excited about it. I know you're excited about it because you're always in the mix and you're the digital guy, right? This is this is your space. You know, I'm just here to be a, a talking head and a guest on the uh, on your podcast. Hey, remember, remember, we reinvented the print collateral under um, the digital guy as well. So I brought the papyrus back. Uh, we're bringing paper back. <laughs> but you know, but but the thing is, though, you know, and, and we, when we just kind of surveying students and parents, like that's some stuff they still like, right? Yeah, of course they want it on the eight-inch screen, and you know, just to kind of be able to, you know, see it in in in, in quick and dirty pieces, right? But they also want something they could turn a page with, right? Because some of these. There are some parents or guardians in particular who uh, who still like the old school way, right? Put something in their hand and like feel it and touch it and, and be able to, you know, say, hey, I got this piece of paper, this collateral, whatever that says Morehouse is interested in my family or Morehouse is, is interested in my son. And we've got some of, and, and still got some of that same the same rhetoric when we talk when we're talking about um acceptance letters, right? People still want to see that type of stuff, not on their computer. They want something that they can hang on the wall and like put in a scrapbook and, and be able to show off to friends when post COVID, obviously, but just be able to have that thing that says, hey, this was the, this is something that signified my, uh, my start, right? my you know my college career the springboard that we talk about Morehouse is this is a springboard that kind of moved me to my next level and so when those students come back 15 20 30 years to reunions or go back and look in their attics and find in a box all of these things that Morehouse sent them those are keepsakes that if you talk to any alum they will tell you like hey I still got acceptance letters I still got class schedules, ID cards, all of those things that, that you keep and something and, and, and often we, you know, we take for granted. You know, as you say that, I know in the desk I'm sitting at, <laughs> I kid you not, is something I found from my college days. It's in my notebook and it is my meal card from undergraduate. So man, I found it. I found it in a yearbook. Is that so laminated? Like, yeah, this is 1987. This is what the 80s looked like for you youngins. Um, I mean, I, I had I had my my social security card laminated, and I probably it finally fell apart like a year or two ago, and I had to get a new one. But yeah, you know, when I 1987, geez, what was I doing then? I was walking. Yeah, you learned to walk. I was learning. You know, I, was <laughs> you learned in, to I was in. Then. I was in my, a macroeconomics uh, in 1987, doing very poorly. But we, I, we I don't have a ton of time. What's that? I hated macroeconomics. Yeah, micro was worse. That convinced me I was not going to be an economist. Like macroeconomics, I can I can deal with. Microeconomics was the, the death of me. Um, and now you're here with us. Now I'm doing marketing. Uh, yeah. So so the last piece, you know, I I joked at the beginning it was a the it was the Dr. T J Snowden. You've sort of become a bit of a spokesperson for the college because if people haven't heard or seen your name before. Um, before this year, it was because you were working in a less digital sort of environment. We've been doing open houses on the web for the last several months, and you've been sort of the, the MC or the host to literally hundreds of parents and families and students all around the country. 
we have a couple more uh, in this coming year that you're going to going to host. Anything to look forward to for the January open house for incoming students? Yeah, so the, the January house is on, open house, I'm sorry, is on January 23rd, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we're going to talk about the student experience, right? You know, one of the things that alums and students and parents alike will tell you, once you get to the campus, you visit the campus, and you kind of see what the, the air is a bit different, right? It, it, there's just this you know, historical piece, but it's also the student experience to kind of make up what Morehouse is really all about. And, you know, COVID has made that a bit different for us. And even when we come back to campus, like it, they'll, it'll still take us some time to kind of mold and shape that into what it, it should be and, and has been. Uh, but, you know, there's still, we've still been able to kind of operate, right? We've still been able to, to have a student government association. We've still been able to have some of the other 60 plus student organizations that we have on campus, they've been able to, to operate, right? And mind you, it, it's a little, little different, but uh, those organizations have been able to still engage their students. And I think the, the Office of Student Development and Student Life, they've done a really good job of trying to keep our students engaged because they know that it's more than just going into the classroom. It's the experiential and the social experiences that the students have outside of the classroom that help make you know, this college experience, what it is, right? You can think back to your, you know, your time on your campus, or I can think back to my time on my campus at UGA and knowing like, hey, I may not remember what was in the classroom, but outside the classroom, the experiences that I had, the friends that I made, the things that I did, you know, were really, really what I, I, I really appreciated about, about life. I mean, you know, you, I'm sure some of your college friends, you guys are still like, you know, the, the, the guys from the hangover, right? That you, you guys probably, <laughs> probably did that in your, you know, younger hey, years and they're, and they're, friends of mine that I met in college, they were, they were grooms me in my wedding. So, you know, it's, yeah. it, I think that's something that is to, we certainly, when we get back to campus, we certainly don't want to take those experiences for granted, man. I think when we're able to show that uh, the, uh, we have a vaccine and we're able to kind of show students that, hey, it's safe and parent and assure parents as well that it's safe for students to kind of interact again. You know, we will we will definitely get back to to the, the great, you know, all the pomp and circumstance that we do, like all the events and the homecomings and the, you know, things that really, uh, really make the Morehouse experience uh, memorable. And we'll yeah, focus on that in open house, right? And so you, you'll, we'll talk about SGA. We'll talk about some of the, the organizations that are available and then some of the experiences that students will have as we still navigate COVID and what we will, what will look like post-COVID as well. I'm looking forward to it. I know that uh, our colleagues in student services, uh, I spoke with them last couple of days. They're excited to kind of give folks, um, you know, peek into what life on the yard is going to look like and feel like as we go into a more hybrid model then eventually return full-time on campus. But for the record, you know, the hangover was, was something that we all looked at from my generation. We're like, is that all you did? <laughs> we just didn't have Facebook that, that, you know, I don't know how people deal with the Facebook life anymore, but you're right. You're right. I mean, I went back to my campus in Philly uh, just before COVID sort of shut it all down and I was hanging out with guys from 1987, 88, 89, that these are these guys are my lifelong friends, right? right. No matter what happens um, in our lives, we touch base with each other, and it's it sort of defines 
and frames the rest of your life as a, as a man in this country. You're like, is that experience on campus and undergrad? And I think that's what you, you really put in, you know, nice words in terms of what it's like to be at Morehouse and, and kind of go through that experience because, um, you know, I text with them all the time. We, we chat all the time, check in on each other's families and in, in light of what's going on around this country. And, and, and um, there's nothing quite like it. Um, right. So, you know, with that, I, I will thank you for joining us on one of the inaugural episodes and hopefully um, more to come. Uh, it was the Dr. TJ Snowden, uh, Director of Admissions at Morehouse College. Thank you all for tuning in and uh, see you back again. Happy New Year. Thanks, guys. Happy New Year. And thank you, Jose.